don't let it Ryan Hall Instagram bully you. No, he won't. He won't. He's too nice. This, this will not be a political show because I don't want half of our viewers to stop listening oh, yeah. or watching. Yeah. Yeah. But wouldn't you agree that if every cop had six months of jujitsu experience, that there'd be less of these like aggressive force incidences? Yeah, it's it's. Um, but yeah. like if but like if these guys had like basic understanding and basic knowledge wouldn't there be less of like i don't know what i'm doing so i'm accidentally killing somebody like yeah so i i, I think that it it stretches even beyond that and you can you can i don't care about this you can put this in when when you do your editing but like so the the jujitsu it's not just so much the techniques and everything it's like how it instills like a confidence in you in like the heat of the moment. Right. So it's like MMA too. So it's like, there's a difference between, um, you know, training and competing. And then there's a difference between competing and essentially fighting for your life. Yeah. And these yeah. guys who don't know, like, so that, that, and I think that that's what, you know, they're, they're not trained properly. And when the shit hits the fan, they just, you know, they do stupid shit and, uh, it leads to these circumstances, but, yeah, dude, it's if they had jujitsu, we wouldn't even be having this problem. I remember the first time that I used jujitsu at work, I was like, it was the first class Anthony was teaching and DeLuca was there and they showed it was it's like a gift wrap, but like you roll them belly down and you just kind of do like a back mount without yeah. books. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And like, when that happened, I was like looking around, and I'm like, anybody, <laughs> anybody? And like, everybody's like, what the fuck's going on with this dude? I'm like, right. Like I just won a world championship. Man. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's the, <clears throat> these, these GST programs, they teach you, if you don't know jujitsu and you're a cop, there's no reason for you not to go or there's no, re every cop can't go, but there's no reason for any agency not to send their designated defensive tactics instructor there. And then to have them, because so it's a five day school. This is like a plug for for yeah, this, this is this, this is, not this a, is a plug for G for GST. Hey, Henner, listen, uh, you know you along with the the donut guy and the pizza guy, <laughs> throw your boy some scratch. I see you driving that Tesla, but they they uh, it's a five day school, and they condense it down at the end. They give you these binders, right? So they teach you not only like the techniques and everything, but they teach you how they teach it. And at the end of the class in this binder, they say, hey, listen, we know that all agencies don't do five-day blocks. So here's – we condensed it down so you can do a four-hour block. Oh. Sure. And they just – it's the bare basics. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, if you can master these techniques, you're in good shape. So I did want to talk to you about – we talked about it like a little bit on the Instagram thing, but the IBJJF like canceling all tournaments in 2020. Yeah. Like – Obviously, no one's competing for like a, a long time, but the long-term effect of like, so let's say it's, there's no tournaments 2020, like not at all. So like January 1, 2021, there's the world championships that day. Like it's not, but like we pretend that it is. How does that world championships look different than if we were on schedule this year? Like, are we seeing a higher level of competition because only the top guys are still training when they're not supposed to be in quarantine? Or are we seeing a lower level of competition because 
everybody in the world is dying to do a tournament and they want to go compete? Like, what's yeah, the... I, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. It, it all depends. Like, again, it all depends on... We talked a little bit about this, but um, the gym's opening, when they open, like, what restrictions they have in place. You see it all over the internet now. People are training. Yeah. Well, but, did you see that Galvo made his gym basically like a, a, a church, like it's a religious building now. So that was like, he could, he had this long post on Facebook about like Jesus and guiding him to America and all this and like first uh, service or whatever at his building. And like, I know if you show up to this place on Sunday morning, like it's a, in a suit service yeah. and there's a no gi version at 12. <laughs> and the way they're taking the sacrament is by rolling. Yeah. You look imagine, like, so imagine being a guy who doesn't, who like is, okay, I'll train, right? I'll get back to training. So I'm just only going to train with a few people, you know? And then all of a sudden you're training with a guy who goes to another camp where there's 150 people there. Like you just don't know, right? So you have, I, I guess that's the main reason of keeping the circles close. And I want to, I'm curious what it's going to even look like just from like take away tournaments and competing and all that. Like, what percentage of schools are still going to exist? Like it's like every other day I'm seeing schools closing on Facebook and Instagram. And it's just like, you know, jujitsu is still going to be there. You know, there's still going to be schools, but like, it's going to be like a mass, like everyone runs out into the world and has to find a new place to train because all these schools are closing down. Like, I guess it depends on how long this goes. I think the craziest, so I saw Gary Tonin's school shuts down and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, like this guy, like he, he fights for one FC, right? He's a, he's one of the more recognizable figures in the world when it comes to jujitsu, regardless of how it came about. But like, he's an exciting yeah. jujitsu fighter. He's well known, highly reputable. He's got that school. He dumped all that money into it. And like to see him go out this early on, like you have to wonder if it was like him anticipating the downfall or him like having his back against the wall now and being like, I got to do this right now. He, you, know, know, you can't fall him either way. But. but I think it also speaks to like, you can have all the money behind you in the world and you still can't keep a school open. Like what's somebody yeah. who, who's running a school part-time supposed to do, you know what I mean? And where do all those students go? So and like, I'd call us to have us do seminars. I, I don't obviously, know. obviously. But so, I think, what, like if there's going to be a percentage of people who don't have a school anymore, right? What percentage of that people just stop training? You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it all goes back. Well, it all goes back to motivation at that point. Like what's your motivation? Yeah. Because the money's dried up right now. Yeah. Right. And like you think the IBJJF isn't going to find ways to make money. Like they started, you said the other day, they started charging everybody for the, for, yeah. you know, like everyone has to compete. I remember two or three years ago, it was only for, well, first of all, it was only black belts years ago. For a long time. It was only black and belts. Then it was black and brown belts. And now yeah. it's all belts. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to, so now you have to pay for the registration card. Then you have to pay for a tournament registration. So, if you only do one tournament a year, like two hundred bucks in, yeah, you're you're yeah. you're two two to three hundred bucks in, you know. Yeah. Um, and then so, when you're coming back from all these people being unemployed and not getting unemployment and yeah, paying monthly to train, like. 
but it's not just the fighters either, right? So it's the sponsors. Everybody's affected by this. This is a global pandemic that's yeah. really affected the economy worldwide. So it's not just these guys who are like non-essential workers or jujitsu fighters or MMA athletes. Like, you know, their sponsorships are drying up. If you own a gym, like the people who pay your you know, memberships to go to your gym, maybe their jobs are, it's just, it's yeah. affecting everyone. But then it becomes too, like, at what point do you feel okay training again? Like, have you thought about it? At what point, like if, if say tomorrow where the virus is still what the virus is, but every school in the world is open, like, do you go train? I would never, ever, ever go against the government's orders. Ever, never, never, no, ever. Yeah, no, I'm going to start never, training. Ever. Like, I've already made it. Yeah, no, yeah. Never, ever uh, until uh, till Friday, May 30th. Um, no, I, I've trained a little bit. You know, I, I definitely haven't trained like I was training prior to this, but. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the answer is. Like, so, like, there's obviously a risk, you know, of exposing it. And obviously, we're doing the most. <laughs> the most dangerous thing for avoiding human contact. So you don't get sick. Like we're doing it. And right. I, but again, like I say that I don't know, but I also don't know what the, the, the finish line is of like, all right, we've hit this mark. So now I'm in the zone where I'm good to train. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I think if I, if like the scenario I laid out where it was like, everything's open tomorrow, everything's good. But you know, the statistics are still today's statistics and everyone in the world went and trained again. Like I'd have a hard time not being like, let's go train. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like if you have space at your house or at work maybe, and maybe you work with some people who train, you know, and again, this is, this is just my take on it. You know, yeah. other people might not think of it, you know, yeah, like, I mean, it's not I, think, I think there has to be a medium, uh, you know, a happy medium here. Like I've, I've supported this whole social distancing thing. Like I've complied, like we, we both have young kids. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's also, we're in very different situations where you're interacting with people all day, every day you're at work, like interacting with people. I'm in my house. Like that's it. And I, you know, I, I see my wife and my kid and I maybe see the person at the convenience store when I go to buy small supplies, but like with a mask on, with a mask on. With so mask. It's like, yeah, I'm not as like, I'm not here's, as here's the other people. I, I'm not against like, if you remember like in Mortal Kombat, Sub-Zero and Scorpion both had masks on during the fights. And it's a good look. I, good I'm look. okay with that. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, if, if you're going to train, you're, you're exposing yourself right to the risk. It's, there's no doubt about it. Like you can use grappling dummies. You can do, you know, you know, no contact, you know, just drills. Like if you're doing boxing drills or mitt work, it's just, you can spin it any way you want. You're going to be at risk. Yeah. You're using a gym with other people. You're going to be at risk. And if you're gonna be and, able to just go for it. If I'm not yeah, gonna, right. Like, that's what I'm boxing. You know. Wait, and who 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 am I to like? You know, if I'm choosing to do that, like you kind of you go in there with the understanding that this is the risk, and and it is what it is. Yeah. Did you see Connor posted his greatest of all time rankings? Yeah. And I, we're gonna just step over the fact that he put himself as the number one. Yeah. Um, 
mentioned this to you earlier briefly. I, I think that Anderson Silva cannot be included in the top five greatest of all time because uh, just like John Jones, I have to assume he was juiced to the gills his entire career. So your number one is, is Nunez. Yeah, I mean, she's up there for me because she's beaten every single champion at that division ever, like, and finished every champion at that division ever, which is not something any other champion, male or female, can say they've done. Just, I think it's t- too early on in, uh, in the, uh, like, Women's MMA, I, th- I think it's still in, like, the baby stages. To, like, it's not her fault. They keep Marcelli Holm out like, here to get destroyed every other month and every other pay-per-view because they don't have anyone else to fill these cards to fight for the band. Right, but using, using that logic is like saying Hoist Gracie's the GOAT, you know, because he beat everybody that they put in front of him. I don't know. I, th- I, think, I think that argument of Ronda versus Hoist that's the same argument, but I think it's far enough removed now that you could put Nunez as the goat. It's only like it. I don't. How long? Rousey came over in like 2013. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, there's no question that Amanda. We'll, we'll leave the right answer that I gave you out, and then we'll just focus on a different scenario if it's yeah. only the men. Yeah. So essentially, what we're agreeing to do is just to take any ridiculous suggestions and remove them from the conversation unless it's me making the objection uh whatever so i think that john jones is the greatest of all time you don't think think this dude has been juiced to the gills his entire career and he only just happened to get caught no no i mean maybe he has maybe i I, but it doesn't matter to you if he has been is what you're saying yeah i don't um i think that uh gsp all right. Uh, yeah, I would put you. I, I think Anderson five. Silva, and then like I think you have, you know, a bunch of people that are like up there that could be in that three, four, four and five spot. Like, um, I think Connor, you know, doesn't fight consi- you know enough. Like he doesn't fight frequently. Uh, I think Daniel Cormier is up there. He's done a lot. Daniel Cormier, this is this is a sidetrack. I had this topic written down, but we're just going to jump into it right now. Daniel Cormier is a dirty fighter. He's a cheater and a dirty fighter. Okay, well, he's an American hero. Okay, he's you can a- be both. You can be both. All right, he's both a real American. I actually think Daniel Cormier should start walking out to Hulk Hogan's "I Am a Real American." I'm actually surprised that he hasn't because he's such a pro wrestling nerd. But between- anyway. Between he's cheating, not a dirty fighter. Between cheating on the scale with that towel, between poking Stipe in the eyes three, four times in the first fight, he he that he thoroughly won and was also winning the second time that they fought by poking him in the eyes. Okay, well, that doesn't like it. What do you know? How many people Paul out there like they're trying to parry with their hands open? Yeah, I I, 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 fully, I fully grasp the concept. Okay, okay. It's, a, it's a it's a it's a technique that is that but runs rampant in the world of mixed martial arts. It does this straight this, out. This he he's not doing this. He is. I'm he's not doing the fight. I promise. Anyway, you. I think John Jones, Anderson Silva, and uh, and GSP are at the top. 
John Jones is number one. I can probably be swayed between Silva and GSP because yeah. I, Silva wasn't I, like Silva got caught juicing at the end. You know what I mean? Like he was a, he was an absolute animal in those yeah early stage. Well, I, they weren't even early stages in his career because he had fought you know over in Japan. He was I think he was like thirty one or thirty two when he came to the yeah. US. Every 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 single time Anderson Silva fought and they would announce his age, I would always like it would still surprise me every time that yeah. he was really old for the earth. Like yeah, that really surprised me. Yeah, I, um, I I think I think you have to put GSP number one only because he never got popped for anything. I think in a world where neither of them ever tested positive for anything you could give me gsp john jones and anderson silva in any top three and i would take it i think the fact that they both did pop you have to put mighty mouse ahead of them on a list and i know you're gonna say strength of competition no, i know what you're gonna say it was terrible like it was uh, terrible it was terrible however to win 12 13 whatever fights in a row against anybody that 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 moves you up ahead of two notes. He didn't move up in weight. He didn't move up in weight because he wanted to break Anderson Silva's record. He ended up fighting like Ray Borg or and and he beat, he beat Henry Cejudo in that second fight. It was close. Yeah, they they didn't want him to have the title. I think that they he knew what was coming. Like I, I do. GSP, Mighty Mouse, Mana Nunez. You can put Daniel Cormier four if you want. I don't care who's in four and five. Um, I mean, okay. Everyone's entitled to their opinions, even if they're wrong. So. All right, so we're going we're gonna to jump right in there now to the, the fights for this weekend. All right, and I'm pulling the card up right now. And outside of the Woodley fight, like I would be lying if I said I was super pumped for any of the fights on this card. Like, yeah, Mackenzie Dern is yeah. because she has a fake accent and everything, but she, it's an accent that she's honed. It's a, it's a, it's a good fake accent. It is. I mean, it's just so obvious. It's terrible if you go back and watch that video. It's like, but if you listen, do you remember how awkward it was when they brought the translator? In yeah, the yeah. I'm like, what yeah. is? What no. is it? It was. It was George Grigel. It was yeah. from the. I'm like, what is this guy doing in here? It was like a level of. It was like a level of cringe awkward where it's like I kind of have secondhand embarrassment, but also. I'm oh yeah, it's like you're watching a sex scene with your parents. Embarrassing, like you know, yeah, like, like, like like you're watching every the family's watching an HBO movie and like, you know, people start like hooking up or something. You just hide <laughs> your face with the pillow, and yeah. it's too awkward. Like you can't get up and walk out of the room. I think I'm, I gotta go get a drink. I'll be back yeah. in six now. Seven, you got five. one next to you. Like, <laughs> your parents are like, they don't want you to leave. It's like I don't know why everyone's not trying to go get a drink right now. You know? Power through this, and don't anybody push the fast forward. No one fucking move, <laughs> or you're you're out of the house. Um, um, but yeah, no. I mean, it's and they're setting her up to win that. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean that. I mean the the girl that she's fighting is. Uh, she's 10 and four like she's been knocking people out but like once it goes to the ground it's 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 a it's a matchup you know it's the matchup that they want for her they want to push her now they have i mean they had waterson who was sort of like the mom champ maybe like and that was cool like i i'm a big michelle waterson fan but she lost like 
she's, you know, I don't think she's ever going to be champion. And now I think they're hoping that Mackenzie Dern can kind of fill that. I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. They thought they were, they thought that she was going to just walk over that girl. She fought that. Uh, Amanda uh, Cooper. What, what was her name? Amanda Cooper. No, Amanda Rebus or something that she fought last time. They thought she was, they were going to walk over. If you can stop her takedowns and you have a good gas tank and you're, you have, you know, decent stand-up, like you're going to, you're going to give this girl problems. Like she's in, if this girl, if she can't take this girl down, she's in for a long fucking night. Maybe we'll see a nice card pull in an MMA fight. That's one. It's like a when you're playing UFC bingo, like that's a square you never check off. Yeah, you never, unless like you're Damian Maya. You know what like, I mean? Like I mean, Damian Maya is or Ryan like, Hall. So Ryan Hall, did you see he was going on a big campaign about no one would agree to fight him, and he couldn't get any matchups for a long time. You know, he was calling out everybody. He was literally calling out everybody. Yeah, but he was like, he's such a nice dude that he was putting out like the most like respectful call outs, basically. Like, he just put out a new, he just put out a new half guard uh, DVD, and it's like, he think your half guard's good. And then you click on an Instagram ad, and it's Ryan Hall in a deep half guard position that you literally live in when you're doing <laughs> jiu-jitsu, and he's in the position that you start in, and he says, this sucks, or this <laughs> And I'm like, all right. All right, so there goes uh, nine and a half years of training yeah. right down the shitter. And I'm just going to go right back to wipeout, I guess. 15 seconds. Thanks, Ryan Hall. <laughs> yeah, don't let in Ryan Hall Instagram bully you. No, he won't. He won't. He's too nice. But the the Woodley Burns fight, like, it's kind of interesting to me because it's like two guys who they're both grappling backgrounds, but they both have like heavy hands, knock people yeah, out. Like, uh, no, Woodley has heavy hands, and Burns knocked out Damian Maya, which is fine. Um, and, you know, and yeah, I guess he can connect. But if this, if he doesn't get this fight to the ground, like I, I, I see Woodley just. Keeping it on the feet because I doubt he's going to take Tyron Woodley down, and just kind of outworking him on the feet from there. I, I think the more the more interesting story about this fight is like the Woodley response to not fighting in like almost fifteen months. Yeah, how does he come back after Usman did whatever he wanted to him? Like, it's going to be more of a. I think Woodley's always been sort of like a mental fighter, so I think I'm more interested in how he like what the response is. I still go back to the like the Rory McDonald fight where like. I know it's a long time ago, so maybe it's not fair to bring up, you know, such a throwback fight, but he did nothing. He did, like, yeah. he just stood there and did nothing. And I, I, it's always in the back of my mind that, like, I could see that again from him. And I don't want to because I like the way he fights when he's, like, active. Like, what he did to Darren Till, like, I love Darren Till, but he, he bullied him. He mauled him. Like, I kind of want to see that happen again this weekend, but my biggest fear is he's going to come back timid and – it's not going to be a good rebound, you know? Yeah, and that's like you have to – because did anybody really expect Kamaru Usman to do that to him? It's no. In all seriousness. No, no. Like, you know, people might have thought that he was going to win, but he got dominated. He yeah. like got dominated. Like, yeah. smoke the finish. Um, it was ugly. So, it's going to be interesting to see how he rebounds from it. He's either going to win – I, I don't see Gil, uh, Gilbert Burns winning this fight. I don't. Uh, yeah. So we're going to count that as a commercial pick. It's going to be Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley, either by knockout um, early or, you know, he's going to grind out the decision. 
I, 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 I also think Woodley. I also think Woodley, but I, I actually think it's going decision. I think it's going to the cards, and I think Woodley will win it. But I, I don't think it's going to be a close fight. I think Woodley's going to get stopped, or he's going to cruise to an easy decision. I don't see it playing out any other way between the two of those. When you say stopped, you don't, do you mean knocked out? Yeah, he's going to get – I'm off this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess we'll, we'll call it a – we'll call it a <laughs> night. Uh, check back in. I, I'm, 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 right. I'll tune in. I'll tune in. But yeah. I, I just – if he – if Tyron Woodley loses this fight, it's – it's your – if you're him like this, you're in big fucking trouble if you lose yeah. this fight. This is a must win. It's yeah. a must win from him, but it's not a must win for Gilbert Burns. No, I mean – but if you're tired, you got to win. So, all right. I think that's a good spot. We'll uh, wrap it up. We'll, uh, we'll check back in next week and see who was right. We'll see if any of us have trained. We'll see if schools are open. And if we'll see if we're close to back to normal. And I'll let you know. Huh? Here's hoping, but we probably won't be. No. I'll still, we'll, we'll still be sitting at our houses doing this next week, I'm sure. All right. So let's do over-under. Before we go, over-under. Three more episodes. We'll go three and a half. We'll make it a, a true bet. Over, under, three and a half more episodes that we record remote, not together. Uh, under. I was going to say under two. Under. I th- under. Under. I think we do – I think maybe three. Okay. I think we do three. I don't know. Right. And again, I hold the keys to this. So if we're clear in two weeks, I'll be like, I don't know if I really feel comfortable. Uh, maybe we should record one more and then we go, you know? Well, I, all right. We'll, we'll check in and we'll update the status of the bets on Tyron Woodley cruising to a decision and the over-under will be a longer play, I guess. All right, buddy.